following is a message at Living Savior Church in Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. To learn more, go to lsavior.org. Hey, uh, Vicar, do you get a little break before you have to go back to class? They let you have a little bit of time off, right? You don't have to jump right back into the swing of things, right? Many of you have asked me questions like these the last few weeks leading up to our departure to head back to the Midwest. And your questions are thoughtful. You want to know if I'll have some time to kick back and relax for a while, to unwind, maybe even to do a few fun things with friends. The answer, of course, is yes. I do get a couple of weeks before I have to go back to class and jump into my studies full-time again. But that time will go quickly. You know what that feels like, of course, though, right? Often isn't rest hard to come by. Responsibilities are always ready to swoop in and soak up whatever extra time you might have. You can only take so many vacation days in a year. Weekends feel short, evenings shorter. But why feel this way at all, like the rest should last longer? Because deep inside of us, isn't there a part of us that wants a rest that actually lasts? Something that we don't have to give up or leave behind? And while rest for our bodies or our minds or our, our, our hearts are, is important, far more important is rest for our souls. But when rest is so hard to come by and disappears so quickly, where can we find rest for our souls that actually lasts? Today, Jesus brings us to that rest. Jesus' disciples had just had the chance to do what they were taught to do. It must have been so exciting for them. They'd spent all that time learning from Jesus. They'd learned his word. They'd learned what he was teaching, and now it was their chance to go and teach others and to preach his word, too. He sent them out in groups of two, pairs to all the nearby towns and villages, and he gave them work to do as well. Preach, proclaim, and yes, even perform miracles. Maybe in one town, a pair of disciples comes across a family with a little girl who's demon-possessed. And suddenly, what they'd only seen Jesus do, they can now do themselves. They proclaim the word of God, and suddenly that demon is gone, and the little girl is healed. Or in another town, a pair of disciples meet someone who's an outcast because of the way that they've lived their life wickedly. And to that person, these disciples proclaim the kingdom of heaven, that they have a place of belonging in the family of God through the forgiveness that Jesus gives them. These disciples must have been so excited, finally gathering back to Jesus, reporting to him all the things that they had done and taught. Smiles across their tired faces. All of that preaching teaching and proclaiming had probably taken its toll on them. Yet I imagine they were excited to swap stories and share with Jesus. Jesus, we met someone who didn't know about your kingdom, so we told them about the kingdom of heaven, and they were so excited to learn about what they have. Jesus, we met someone who was sick, and we healed them, but we also gave them forgiveness, too. But these men were worn out. 
All that traveling and proclaiming had taken its toll on them. And while their bodies were physically tired, far more important was the rest that their souls needed. That message that they'd been proclaiming to other people, they needed to hear it too. That message of forgiveness, of God's kingdom. But it didn't seem like where they were with Jesus, they were going to be able to get rest of any kind at all. There were so many people coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat. Far worse than just skipping your lunch break or working overtime, these men weren't going to find time there to get the rest that their souls needed. Have you ever felt like that? Restless? Tired? Worn out? I know you have. Parents juggling all the things you have to deal with in life, school and family and kids and work and friendships. Those of you who work checking off all the boxes on the list from your boss only to get another list to wear you down. Even those of you who are retired. Maybe you thought that with retirement life would become easy, but it turns out there are still worries and fears, things that weigh you down after you're done working full-time too. It doesn't matter who you are or what your situation is, rest is hard to come by. But if you're physically tired, you can take a nap and try to recover. If you're emotionally tired or mentally tired, you can go off on your own or spend some time with loved ones who fill you up. But what about when your soul is tired? What do you do then? And if your soul is tired, how do you know? You can't measure it by counting the number of hours of sleep you've lost or how much overtime you've worked. So how can you know if you're spiritually tired at all? And even if you could measure how tired you were, how could you find rest that lasts for your soul? What does this spiritual fatigue even look like? Well, so often, isn't it hard to see? It's not on the outside, like someone who's yawning all the time. You might be able to see its effects on the outside in someone who's worried or, or stressed. But isn't it much more internal? A battle that no one else is able to see? Maybe you even fail to see it from time to time. And maybe you've dealt with that wrestling match between your head and your heart. There's that part of scripture that you really struggle to understand and you have doubts about it. And every time you hear it read in worship or Bible class or you read it yourself on your own, your mind goes to a place that's filled with doubts worries, a place where you don't want to be. And no matter how hard you try to wrestle and fight those thoughts and those worries, you're still dealing with some amount of skepticism. Isn't that tiring? Or maybe it feels like memories from the past are, are piling up and that you have to carry them with you. Memories of the ways that you've hurt people, things that you've said and, and done. Memories of things that you've done that no one else is able to see, but you know that God sees. And all these memories combine together like a heavy weight that you have to carry around. Guilt. And while you wish you could just throw it off and leave it behind, often doesn't it feel like that guilt is shackled to you. Like it's a weight that only you can see, and only you can carry, and no one else can see it. 
isn't it tiring to carry that around? Or maybe you deal with those thoughts that when it comes to your soul, your eternity, your life, everything's up to you and what you can do. Maybe you don't even recognize that you're doing this right away, but you see the results as you look at yourself and only see emptiness and shortcomings. As you look at yourself and only worry about how you've failed. And your whole identity is wrapped up in yourself and what you can do. So if you can't find rest from trying harder in that way, or carrying that guilt in a more efficient way, or dealing with worries that plague your soul, where can you find rest that actually lasts? To those soul-fatigued disciples, Jesus said, come with me and get some rest in a solitary place. So they went by boat to a solitary place. Was Jesus concerned about how tired these men were physically? Of course. He cared about their well-being. He wanted to make sure they were okay. But the rest that Jesus was after was far more than just a rest for their bodies or their minds. It wasn't a rest that could only be found in a secluded place or on a boat. It was rest that wasn't about what they did. It wasn't about the where. It was all about the who. Come with me, Jesus said. He became rest for these disciples as he filled them with his teaching, his love, his compassion. Rest for them that they couldn't find on their own. And what about for you? When it feels like the rest that you're chasing after is always fleeting or disappearing, and it leaves you more tired than before, there is a greater rest. When that wrestling match between your mind and your heart is always a struggle, there is a greater rest for you too. When it feels like you're shackled to your guilt, that you have to carry it everywhere you go, there's a rest for you too. Even for you, when you think that the rest needs to be found in yourself, Jesus comes to you with rest. He says, come with me and get some rest. Here is that rest in his word. There, yes, you might struggle with things that you don't understand or, or things that you doubt and, and have to wrestle with, but there too, don't you see your God's love for you that goes beyond all of your understanding, everything that you can comprehend? Where God shows love to a lowly person like you, like me. And since your God's love is beyond all understanding, isn't that greater than any love for you that you could ever think of? Love that shows itself through his mercy and his forgiveness. Here is that rest where it feels like you have to carry that burden of guilt all the time, Jesus says it's no longer something you need to carry with you. Because he has taken the debt of your sin upon himself, and when he died, your sin died with him. Those memories, those guilty things you think about, you don't have to carry with you anymore. And even when you think that the rest is in you, Jesus shows you that the rest is in him. He becomes that rest for you. Because every place where you couldn't be perfect, he was perfect for you instead, filling you up with his love and his mercy. There is a greater rest for you. This rest is found in a place where your worries, your fears, and your doubts aren't invited. They can't come with it. It's only you that 
that goes to this place. You and your Savior. You and his mercy. You and his love. You and his forgiveness. And there you rest confidently, knowing his abiding care for you. Often it can be hard to see that difference between physical and mental fatigue and, and spiritual fatigue, the, the rest that we need for each two. Look at those disciples, for example. They're going to that place to get some rest, and then a crowd shows up, and my gut reaction is to think, well, there goes their rest. There we see something from our Savior that's unexpected. For those who are seeking his rest, for those who need his rest, he brings that rest to us. He didn't see that crowd as something that was in the way, giving the disciples rest. Instead, he sought the people as sheep. A sheep who didn't know which way to go. A sheep who didn't know how to feed themselves, to feed their souls. A sheep that had no one leading them at all. Jesus had compassion on them because he had what they couldn't find. He had something that they needed. When Jesus saw that crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. He became their leader, their shepherd, leading them to the places where his comfort was found, filling them with his word of promise forgiving them and healing them with his mercy and bringing them rest in his love. And for those disciples, too, when it seemed like their rest was gone, it actually turns out that they were in the place where rest was found all along, right at the feet of the good shepherd, who had compassion on them, too. Because after all, weren't they his sheep, too? I know I've felt like a sheep before, or like one of those disciples, I think back on some of the busiest days of this last year. A day filled with a church event, a surprise hospital visit and sermon prep, or even the last few weeks. Sports camp, camp south, followed by packing up and moving. Where was the rest then? Often it can feel like that spiritual rest can get lost in the mess, but there too was my Savior bringing me rest, even without my realizing it from time to time. As I spoke with some of you about the word of God and was filled up, Jesus, my shepherd, was compassionately working through you. Or when I prayed with some of you in the hospital and brought my burdens to Jesus too, Jesus filled me with rest as I was there with you. Or as I worshiped God with you and my heart was filled with joy, he brought me that rest too. Even though I didn't always see it, my compassionate shepherd was there all along bringing me rest. And what about for you? On that day where you felt frustrated or tired, and your mind was only filled with worries about what was next, but your spouse spoke comfort to you from God's word. There was your Savior's rest spoken to you through your spouse. Or on that day where you were worn out from helping and serving others, you felt like you couldn't do it anymore, but you heard little children singing praises of Jesus. Your shepherd was there too, working through them, bringing joy to your heart too. Or even on a Sunday morning, when you felt like you didn't want to get out of bed because you were too tired, and a friend encouraged you to go to worship, and there you heard about your shepherd's compassion, love, and mercy for you. There is your shepherd's love for you too. 
our souls might be things that we worry about getting tired. Our bodies get tired. But with the compassionate shepherd, our souls never will. And isn't that what Jesus is showing us in the end? That while we may wear out and become weary and tired, our souls never will because our good shepherd will always be with us, with his compassion. And isn't that worth bringing others to, too? Look at that crowd, for example. They needed what Jesus had, and, and they saw that. His compassion, his mercy, his healing. So they ran to where he was going, gathering people from nearby towns and villages, all coming together to go to that place where Jesus was, being fed by their shepherd. Can you see that crowd going together to find their shepherd? I can here. It's where you are, too. A crowd gathered together, people gathered together that understand and see the rest that our shepherd gives to us through his compassion and his mercy. I see it when we gather together to worship our God, and we hear about that forgiveness that Jesus proclaimed to us, too. I see that crowd gathered together as we join in worship and praise and our souls are, are filled with God's spirit and his love. And like that crowd, I, I see the crowd gathering and growing too. As little children and adults are baptized and brought into the family of God and as you show compassion to friends and family members because you see that the rest that they need isn't something they can find in the world. It's rest that they can only find in Jesus. Rest that lasts eternally. Because with the compassionate shepherd, the place where rest is doesn't have to be searched for. That rest is found in him.